0: Welcome to Stories in the Dark, a podcast about strange and creepy things. Come listen to the dark. Happy spooky season, my darlings. For this week's tale of horror, we actually had a reader request a mad scientist story for Halloween. And so I sat down and I wrote, David's Pumpkins. It's a little more lighthearted than most of our stories, but as always, there's something a little creepy going on. So sit tight and listen to what the mad scientist does. The attic had everything he needed. It should. He had spent years setting up the perfect lab with work tables and plenty of electrical outlets and Bunsen burners and tubes and, of course, fire extinguishers everywhere. No one was allowed in David's lab. He was a scientist, after all, and he wanted to keep his work a secret until he was ready to show the world what he could do. No one was allowed in David's lab, but of course he made an exception for the cat. Cats, as you know, go where they want to, and even scientists can't solve the problem of whether a cat is here or there at any particular moment. The cat was named Nicodemus. Scientists, even little ones like David, are very proper about naming things, and giving things proper names was very important. So the cat came and went as it pleased, and David, who had been studying quite a bit, tried not to get in its way as he began his preparations. David had been doing some digging. He had two freezers filled with parts. Parts of people and parts of pets. Parts that he'd found underground, in backyards and graveyards and all the yards he shouldn't be in. He opened the freezers and looked at his treasures, neatly packed and labeled. He took out the best ones, setting them out so they could thaw. The cat watched him, black as night, curled up on a pile of books David had found as well. David liked to find things. Last week, he had found a stuffed crow and placed it in the tiny attic window so that it oversaw all his preparations. It appeared to be much more interested than the cat was, which was only proper. The crow would be much more involved in this experiment. He looked at the calendar. Two more days until Halloween. It was time. David prowled the neighborhood, looking for the remaining things he needed. He found the nightshade and heart's thorn very easily, for his neighbors were quite the gardeners. He passed houses with jack-o'-lanterns and scarecrows, and giant spiders and hanging bats. His little town went all out for Halloween, and this would be the best one yet. He passed the cemetery and walked faster a little unnerved by the tiny candles and tiny pumpkins that dotted the graveyard. They started showing up at the beginning of October, every year, and everyone denied setting them out there. As the days drew closer to All Hallows' Eve, the candles and the pumpkins multiplied, spreading throughout the ancient graves and the new ones alike, perched on headstones in tombs and gathering around the mausoleums and the crypts. The littlest graves always had the most. Little clusters and piles of tiny pumpkins and candles that never blew out, never stopped burning, and then disappeared on the 1st of November. David felt guilty and a little ashamed as he hurried past the graves. Ashamed of how he had disturbed their sleep to gather their little parts, but it was very important to his work Science should come before all else Wispy branches from an old tree trailed along his scalp as he passed Neighborhood pets avoided David as he walked They could smell it on him the weight of their missing brethren Science, he whispered as an apology, one that was not accepted. Some yards still had dogs in them, and they growled a warning as he passed them on his midnight ramblings. He hurried past them, too. None of them would accept his treats anymore. He hoped his Halloween surprise would make them forgive him. He hoped it would right his wrongs. He hoped the townspeople would stop avoiding him too. David walked down to the river that ran through the town. It was cooler here, even on this chilly night, and he drew his coat tighter around him and took a jar from his satchel. He found a place where the water pooled off to the side, and he filled his jar there, making sure to get lots of little minnows and the green sludge and all the bursting, bubbling life that thrived in slow water. He had everything he needed now, and he hurried home, past the growling dogs and prowling cats and scuttling rats, past the reaching trees of the graveyard with its little lights, Past the houses, all lit up and ready for Halloween, as ready as he was. David didn't notice the tiny pumpkin that sat on a shelf in his lab, as small as a child's hand. He boiled the river water and added the herbs, and then poured it into the giant pot he'd borrowed from the kitchen, the pot he had filled with old, stagnant rainwater. And the parts he'd taken from the freezer, tiny legs and arms, and the hand of a dead thief. He mixed it all together and then dropped in the other liquids, liquids that hissed and steamed as the chemicals melded together. While the sludge in the pot boiled and quickened, he brought the stuffed crow closer. And then he took his knife and cut his hand and dripped his blood into the pot. Mixing with the other ingredients and the marrow from children's bones. Because young marrow, as everyone knows, contains the magic that makes science work. And then he said the science words and he took a long evil looking hatpin, and he dipped it into the mixture and stabbed it into the stuffed crow the cat watched suddenly more interested nicodemus lay on a shelf high above it all and his black and green eyes opened wide when the crow stretched its wings and cawed brokenly into the night David let out a small relieved laugh his heart pounding he should have more faith in science he knew but not every experiment worked this one did though the crow shook its feathers and glared around the attic room and flew to the window tapping at it with its beak Nicodemus crouched on the shelf tail lashing as David went to the window the cat growled low in its throat as the mad human opened the window to let the crow out he struggled with the latch and the cat vibrated with anger and leapt across the room trying to get the crow His jump disturbed the tiny pumpkin, and as David tried to catch the cat, and the cat tried to catch the crow, and the crow pushed open the window to find its way to freedom, the very small pumpkin rolled, and with barely a splash, landed in the roiling boil of the pot of science David had cooked up to reanimate the town's dead pets the crow winged its way across the sky and the cat howled in the window as David returned to his pot and without realizing what had happened stirred the mixture and said the words that would spread the science throughout the town waking up all the dead pets the crow flew over the town watching the children and their parents go door to door begging for candy and shrieking with laughter David sat in his attic with his angry cat waiting to hear the joy from the townspeople as their long dead pets some of them a little too familiar with David and his snacks made their way home every Halloween the gates to the old cemetery stood open welcoming the spirits of the dead back into our world welcoming the living to visit their dead The children were the first to notice that something was different this year. Something wasn't quite right. As they ran through the streets in their monster masks and fairy costumes, and the babies toddled around, dressed as puppies and cows. The cemetery gates were closed and locked, and the little cemetery pumpkins looked disturbed. The children ran from door to door, grabbing candy and eating it on the way, getting more and more hyper from the sugar and the joy of Halloween, shrieking at the giant spiders and the grown-ups playing pretend with their hockey masks and rubber knives and fake blood. The shrieks turned to screams as the small, deadly shapes moved in the night, Awakened by the mad scientists Halloween surprise they came out of the shadows they came out of the darkness and blood was their trick and their treat as their teeth found the soft flesh of the town's children the town filled with screams and blood on Halloween and the crow circling high above watched it all the doorbell rang at David's house and his mother dressed as she did every year as a witch with her black gown and comically pointed hat answered hopefully she loved trick-or-treaters but the children never came to their house the other children had never liked David very much. Nicodemus wound his way down the stairs to watch as David's mother opened the door and screamed soundlessly at what she saw on her porch. All of David's creatures sat there, gathered, returning to the call of their master, the one who had wakened them she fainted then for she was a very sweet lady who didn't deserve to have a mad scientist for a son And all of the little creatures stepped carefully around her as they marched up the stairs looking for David Nicodemus got out of their way A cat knows when he is outmatched. And he very much wanted to see what was going to happen. They found their way to the attic door. And David, excited to see his creatures, came out to greet them. But his face fell and he started screaming as he saw what had come back to him instead. Hundreds of jack-o'-lanterns. All the ones from the town sat in front of him, grinning madly with their sharp teeth and holes for eyes, covered in blood and thrumming with life. They were filled with their Halloween treats, everything they had taken from the town's children, a mix of bloody candy and the fresh bits of flesh they'd gnawed off little legs and feet and hands and inside one oversized pumpkin proudly staring at its new master even a little head still wrapped in its fuzzy puppy costume Nicodemus said nothing just licked his paw and watched with his black and green eyes as david still a child himself screamed into the night driven mad by the sight of what he'd